this is an exciting episode because this is the first time we've not been sure whether or not this is an episode. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's true. Back in the early days when we were still figuring things out, there was definitely a, a, a bit of like, hey, this might not record. We'll see how it goes. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We also, uh, there was a, um, there was like an intentionally lost episode very early on. Remember, we uh, we recorded something and then afterwards we were like a couple hours later, we text each other. We were like, do you want to just scrap that and like do a completely different episode? And we did it and we liked it and we felt better about it. And uh, I missed those like first couple months when we were doing this. Because, like, legitimately, we were aware. We were like, this isn't good, and we don't know if it will necessarily become good. And then we then we got friggin' unbelievable. Yeah, and now we know we're awesome, and it, nobody listens to it. So, right. <laughs> uh, my concern right now is that uh, I'm recording, and you might not be. Ooh, that is interesting. I'm... Uh, yeah, we're, we're trying a new thing. So the reason we're not sure if this is an episode is because we had to do this remote for reasons we'll get into. Um, Wait, do you have a button that says record on yours on the bottom? No. You don't. Oh, a die do. Yeah. I think please, it says please request record permission from the meeting host. Uh, yeah, so you're going to need to do that. No, I think that you're recording me. That doesn't make sense. Hit that, hit it's that button. Meeting. Yes, and it says, please request record permission from the meeting host. Ah, but so like, see on the right side where it says participants? Yeah. It, it only has a record thing next to my name. So Ooh. that's my concern. Interesting. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because you're recording it, I think. We could just stop Should this I Stop one. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brunch, hit it, boys! Can confirm that was recording. Yeah, so that sucks a little bit of the fun out of it. I feel like we should have kept going. That's true. Bit. You should have rolled the dice a little more. Yeah. I don't know though. I've, I've, my body's still never been the same since the uh, active rat episode. Yeah. Was I was, gonna, I was going to bring that up while we were having that discussion, but I just like panicked too much um, because there's nothing worse than than like having a good vibe. Oh man, content and then having it just be lost forever. It was just that that classic back and forth. Um, you see, did you see the uh, the Lonzo Ball and Lavar Ball video? Did I see it? First time I thought of either of those two guys in a million years. Yeah, seriously. But uh, I got a that was like a big Twitter thing for me. Oh, did you go viral? Uh, yeah, I think I got like almost a thousand retweets. Nice. Or, or like quote, like it was a quote tweet too. But it wasn't nice because I also got like 10,000 responses calling me a racist. Really? Uh, yeah, because I was critical of LeVar Ball. And they were like, there was a lot of like, oh, y'all, you just hate to see uh, like a brown father thrive. And I was like, what? How is LeVar Ball thriving? And how does LeVar Ball have well, stands? He's, he's not thriving. I do think that a lot of the... Uh, hatred towards LeVar Ball is unknowingly race-based. 
I think. I think that that all things considered, he's a dad that like is very eccentric and is obsessed with his kids, probably to the point of being harmful. I mean, he's a he's like a classic stage dad, but I was I've always actually been uh pretty pro Lavar Ball. I think that he's annoying, but like who isn't annoying? Um yeah, I mean, I like, Lonzo's the one that I don't like. Really? Yeah, I think LeVar Ball is, like, an entertainer, but he's definitely, like, crosses the line for problematic dad at points. And also, there was the sexism stuff where they were, where it was just, like, got to a point where you're like, stop putting this guy on TV and giving him a platform. Yeah, but I but think he, that, like, I think that the pushback, uh, I think that Charlemagne the God uh, summarized the... Um, the Christine Leahy thing pretty well. I don't think that I think that Christine Leahy thought that he was being straight up sexist towards her, which is why she handled that the the way that she did. But like Charlemagne the God was saying, like legitimately, like I'm like um, Lavar Ball is probably like afraid of a white woman in that setting, which I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. And so I, I, my my thing was just the, the Lavar Ball video. I thought it was funny just because, like, one, the two things that I took away from that video was, like, one, he compared uh, he compared Lonzo to, uh, like, damaged goods. And even if he wasn't... No, I didn't. He called him damaged goods. Well, no, so that's what I said on Twitter. And a bunch of people came back to me saying that, like, he, that he was just laying out that, that that's what everybody else is saying about Lonzo. He, not him necessarily calling him that himself. Which, either way, like, probably not the best thing to say to your kid. Uh, and number two, uh, the, like the biggest takeaway for me was him saying like, yeah, I made you a superstar. You would be just any other baller without me. And like, there is like some truth to that where LeVar has upped Lonzo's visibility and marketed him and given him more exposure for better or for worse, because LeVar ball again is like a little bit crazy, but my takeaway is just that like, a lot more people would know who Lonzo is without LeVar than people who, who would know who LeVar is without Lonzo. All right. So I don't, I don't really care about these two guys. I just wanted to point out that <laughs> uh, the back and forth between those two over the uh, apple tree analogy was outstanding. Like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm sure that it was just cut that way and that it wasn't really that fast paced, but that was like some Sorkin esque bullshit going on between LeVar and Lonzo Ball. And they just kept like one upping each other and having like more layers to this <laughs> very basic, like bad apple analogy. So yeah. like you want you want a, a classic uh uh rapport, angry LeVar Ball and uh kind of kind of twerpy Lonzo Ball. Even though in that moment Lonzo was in the right. Right. Lonzo just Lonzo just bugs me. I don't know, man. I'll that, tell uh, you that that entire video was riveting. Like I've never watched Ball in the Family or yeah, I don't know who any of the other people in that video are. <laughs> yeah. It's on Facebook. I'm not even on Facebook, so I couldn't even watch it if I wanted to. But I will tell you that video true. was riveting. That's not true. As a non Facebook user so many times things are like only available on Facebook where like a video will only be on Facebook or like the only way to uh, get like a pre-sale to a concert or something is through Facebook. 
And you can just click and do all of those things without being logged into Facebook. I think like the only use for actually being logged into Facebook where like you can't do this stuff unless you're logged into Facebook is like the worst parts of Facebook, which is participating in Facebook. (laughs) No, like uh, just like putting your thoughts out there without a character limit. Uh, on On the social media tip, I realized this past day that... So we all acknowledge that Twitter has made us all dumber, but Twitter is where we go to tell everyone how smart we are. Yeah, or how stupid they are. That's true, but that's not like calling someone on so someone calling someone stupid on Twitter is so it's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's way too easy. Like I've, I'll tell you what I've been I've been muting people when they do like the the quote tweet dunk of someone who uh, sent them a mean tweet, and I know that I do that a lot because sometimes you can't help yourself. But like, man, that like yes. Everyone on Twitter is a really stupid person. Congratulations, you found a stupid person on Twitter. We're all stupid if we're using Twitter. It's just brutal. Uh, We are not recording in the same place for uh, two reasons. One, Pete and I have a restraining order against ourselves because when we, when the bad, when the original bad boys get in the same place, we harm companies. We. are bad to companies like we're not just like bad boys in the sense of like every boy band's got a bad boy this one happens to have two and it's a two boy member boy band uh the the companies another one got really mad at us you can guess which one we're bad we mess around all right the other reason oh also i flowed this out there uh if there are any companies who understand brunch and how great it is uh, that want to advertise with us, we will do a free, we'll do free advertisements if you let us roast the hell out of you <laughs> and actually be mean to you. Because I don't think that we were mean to Joybird. I don't think that we've been mean to any of these companies or like painted them in a bad light. We paint ourselves in a bad light. We definitely mocked Joybird. Well, Joybird was big they, fucking jo- babies, and they deserved. Was, no, they they were they were mockingbirds. <laughs> they were to be mocked. Um, so that is one reason why we're not in the same place. We're not allowed to be near each other because we're bad influences. And uh, the other is both of us are just kind of taking a beating uh, physically. Uh, Peter, Peter has been sick. Yep. I had, to uh, to the, I had to go to urgent care this week. Oh, God. Dude, wait. I, I hope that your insurance situation is squared away. I spent an hour and a half on the phone today. Like I had to go to urgent care uh, in July, and the bill that I ended up getting was so astronomical that did you have like stuff done? Yeah, all I and, got but, was but it was but it was crazy. Wild. It was like way too much. I was like, you know what? This is going to be expensive, but it ended up being so expensive that I was like, yo, this would change like the next three years of my life. So, Jesus. Uh, right. So I'm like figuring, I was like, I've been like figuring out how to, um, but it was an error that was made on the bill. Fortunately, I've, I eventually got to the bottom of, so uh, everything's fine and everyone's okay. But yeah, whenever people say urgent care now, I'm like, man, hope they don't 
I hope they don't mess up and give you a bill that gives you a heart attack. My bill was like $35, so it'll also send oh, me back like three years. Three years, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm also going to... Uh, I'm getting an, I'll be getting another hospital bill. I have to get an MRI tomorrow morning because I ruined my knee on Saturday. And... <laughs> On like Sunday, I could barely walk, and the rest of the week has basically just been me like knowing how to get around and figuring out how to get around and stuff, but uh, I, I messed up my knee. And this, this happened in a, a dunk tank? It happened in a dunk tank. I got uh, dunked for, uh, it was for charity. It was at uh, Idle Hands in Malden. And one of the times after I got dunked, I was climbing back up into the seat and my foot slipped. And when my foot slipped, oh, no. I felt like it was, an, it was one of those like non-contact injuries. And I spent like the rest of the day telling my friends I tore my ACL. Which, <laughs> oh my God. They're like, if you can stand, there's like a 80% chance that you didn't tear your ACL. But I have some, I did something. It was, it's, it's either an MCL tear or strain. Who knows? But I, I have to, they were like, if it feels better over a few days, then you, uh, then whatever it is, it's healing and like you'll be fine in a month. And if it doesn't feel better, then you got to pay more money, go get an MRI. <laughs> and so That's I've been like, better. I've been like trying to talk myself into it being better, but I'm, it sucks. And this is why, like I was telling my parents, I was like, man, if you think that I'm, if you think that like, I'm not going to love Bernie or like anybody who is for healthcare reform, then. Well, healthcare is the biggest fucking scam in the world. I told you that like, I went uh, uh, like an entire year without healthcare. Wait, really? Yeah, because I couldn't get back on it uh, after I like missed one payment. Once, I, like after I got laid off, I missed one payment after open enrollment, and I had to go like the next eight months because I was automatically taken off healthcare, and there's no way to get back on it. Ooh, that's horrifying. It was horrible. Luckily, nothing fucking happened to me. But the fact that it was like that difficult to get back on healthcare. Uh, after missing one single payment is crazy. Uh, but this is good for your brand, by the way, because it's good for the, the, the Brave Dave brand because you put your body on the line for charity. That is true. That's true. But it's, it is stunk. I haven't been able to sleep. So like, I, I was on the phone with my dad earlier today and I just like, you ever catch yourself in the mirror when you don't have it going on? Yeah. Well, I don't a lot. I usually <laughs> do have it going on. Um, I work from home, so I usually don't have it going on. Uh, it's usually it, like uh, like by the third or fourth day without a shower. I'm like, ah, yeah, clean this up. It sucks when you catch yourself when you don't have it going on. Uh, usually it's like, I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a little fatter than I was hoping to be today. But, uh, but today I was on the phone and I just like saw my face in the mirror and my face looked like I had been on like a months long bender because <laughs> like, I, I don't sleep a lot anyway. But like if you reduce that, 
man, you get like a very, very shitty looking person. So I have looked and felt awful. Yesterday, I started to feel myself getting sick because I hadn't been sleeping. And I was like, if I get sick on top of this, I'm just going to the hospital and being like, just take the rest of my money for the rest of my life. You guys are going to anyway. Just, <laughs> just keep me here. Uh, I had, I got like the, the, like the sexy gaunt look going on this week. Oh, nice. After I was sick for like three days, it was like, Hey, this guy might be on drugs. He might just be like a, like a skinny sort of, uh, malnourished, hot kind of guy. And so I kind of had that working for me. See, I always push through that and they'll always say that they'll be like, Oh, uh, while you're on this medication, uh, you might uh, like it might suppress your appetite or whatever or whatever. Like I when I was in middle school, I took a, a medication that that hurt my appetite. And so I would like wouldn't eat. But that was when I was in middle school. Since then, every time a doctor or an illness or you get or I get something that should make it so like, oh, man, you're not going to be eating. You're going to be losing weight. You're going to be blah, blah, blah. I push through that so hard and I like eat more than I normally would have and well, I, I find ways to like gain weight when i get the flu for me uh, i thought i had strep throat it turned out to just be horrible allergies but uh, uh i thought i had strep throat and i couldn't sleep at all one night just because i couldn't fucking swallow so i wasn't eating very much because it hurt so bad to swallow and my throat know, was so sore so i mean that's one thing that'll prevent you from eating yeah i'll tell you uh what else hurts not having glasses and Warby Parker is terrific. The best. No, you're not getting any jokes here. Warby Parker has everything that you could possibly want. Warby Parker can be the reason you have glasses. You're probably asking yourself, what are glasses? And who wears them? I do. The things that you put on your face that make you see better and they make you look better too. And if you don't believe me, just ask these 15 celebrities I found on an article online titled, Here are 15 Celebrities Who Wear Glasses. Carly Kloss. She looks great in glasses. I didn't know who Carly Kloss was. But she, she's got to be a model. Do you know who Carly Kloss is? Yes, she is a model. She, well, she looks it. She looks great in glasses. Another person who looks great in glasses, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's also on this list. We know him from his movies, The Tightrope Walker and 500 Days to Summer. Jennifer Aniston. She was in We're the Millers. Also canceled because she was in Friends. Indy <laughs> Kaling. Love her. Kit Harrington. Don't know who that is. He's Kate in Game Blan- of Thrones. Well, he would be. Kate Blanchett. Still got it. What do you mean by got it? I mean, still got glasses. Emmy Rossum. She looks terrific in this picture. Demi Lovato. Not for me, but if glasses are for you, try Warby Parker. Andy Samberg. He's uh, definitely a known glasses wearer. He was in a movie with Rashida Jones. Courtney Cox, also canceled. Rihanna, 
looks great in this picture where she's wearing glasses. Justin Timberlake is seen here at a basketball game and looks like a goofball, but not because of the glasses. Zoe Deschanel, she has probably one of the more iconic glasses looks. Matt Bomer? Yep. Who's he? Hardly know her. Do, do you know who that is? Yes. He's an actor. Okay. Bomer. And Idris... Uh, oh, and <laughs> Idris Elba. I'll... You can't say... You, you, you have to... Is it Bomer or Bomber? I think it's Bomer. Okay. I was going to say... Because uh, uh, Hardly Knower 101... You have to be able to catch yourself if the first, if the part before er could be, could make it sound like something else or make it uh, bad and censor yourself from making a, the, the er joke. Yeah. I, like I, if it was bomb, I'm just going to say like, you're not going to don't bomb her idiots. Uh, Warby Parker is a glasses company that was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. It was a collaboration between four close friends. And I think you know who I'm talking about. The Warby Parker aesthetic is vintage inspired with a contemporary twist. Every pair is custom fit with anti-reflective polycarbonate prescription lenses. Boy, if that doesn't hit the spot. They are available exclusively through Warby Parker's website and retail stores with glasses starting at $95, including prescription lenses. Yeah, you heard me right. They've got a website. Warby Parker has eyewear with a purpose. Almost 1 billion people worldwide lack access to glasses that means 15 percent of the global population cannot effectively learn or work which is they're going to say it's the reads has crazy i'm going to say mentally ill because glasses were invented 700 years ago we should be on top of this Ori Parker partners with nonprofits like vision spring to ensure that for every pair of glasses sold a pair is distributed to someone in need Warby Parker believes that everyone has the right to see. We've always been inspired. Warby Parker has always been inspired by the master wordsmith in pop culture, culture, pop culture icon, Mr. Jack Kerouac. Two of his earliest characters recently uncovered by in his personal journals bore the names Zag Parker and Warby Pepper. We took the best from each and made it our name. Now, no offense if your name is Zag or... Right, that's what I was going to say. They liked Parker and Warby better. What if, what if somebody started a competing brand called uh, Zag Pepper? Then Warby Parker would crush them. <laughs> Warby Parker has got a very cool quiz that allows you to do a try-on kit. You need help? Take the quiz. Answer a few quick questions and they'll suggest some great looking glasses that are totally personalized to fit your face and style and your heart. 
there's a free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses. That's 10 glass in total. And try them on for 10 days. <laughs> there is no obligation to buy. Ship, they ship free. And they include prepaid return shipping labels. So they bring the post office to you. Head to warryparker.com slash brunch to order your free home try-on. Take the quiz to find a pair that is perfect for you today. If you do have an iPhone, Pete? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you were asking me. Yes, I do. I have an iPhone X. Well. Otherwise known as the iPhone 10. If you have an iPhone X, then I would expect you to download Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new virtual try-on allowing you to try on home uh, try on glasses seeing the realistic color texture size of each style using just that's right your phone for every pair of glasses sold Warby Parker Pete do you know what they do? Yeah, they donate them to uh, someone in need. And there are over a billion people who don't have access to uh, glasses. Good. You've been paying attention. Sunglasses start at $95, including polarized lenses. I know what you're thinking. Why would I wear lenses that people either love or hate? (laughs) These aren't polarizing because everyone will love them. That was pretty good. And they're available with their prescription s- starting at $175. Just like eyeglasses, Warby Parker's sunglasses are available through the Home Try-On program. Warby Parker sunglasses feature premium polarized lenses that are scratch-resistant and 100% UV protection. But... They might not be honey resistance because when you're wearing them, all the guys and gals are going to want some of that honey because you will look so sweet for in their eyes, glasses or whether or not they're wearing glasses. Blue light filter lenses are also now available and are perfect for consumers who are concerned about the effects of blue light. They filter more blue light than standard polycarbonate or high-index lenses and can be added to your order during checkout. Just like that. Just say, just say, give me the blue, baby. Warrior Parker believes glasses should be viewed as a fashion accessory, just like a bag, a shoe, a necktie, or a hat. They make it easy and affordable to accessorize with glasses. Uh, I've now read every word that... Uh, I could find about Warby Parker and then some, but Pete, if you wouldn't mind, uh, would could you please share your experience with not only glasses, but Warby Parker glasses, please? Absolutely. So I own multiple pairs of Warby Parkers. Uh, I've gotten them f- through the free home try-on kit. It's very excellent, very easy to use. The glasses are super comfortable. They look great, and not just because I'm super handsome. They'll look great <laughs> on uh, on. That wasn't a joke. Why are you laughing? 
<laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, they'll look good on uh, even even an average looking folk. Uh, maybe they'll bump you up a few points. Uh, Warby Parker is the only place that I go to for glasses, and that's that's no smoke, folks. I live and die by the Parker. I guess that you're in a sticky situation because uh, Spider Spider Man is always sticking to stuff, and you're Peter Parker. Ah, nailed it. That's pretty good. Thank you. So no, thanks, Warby Parker. We would like to submit this ad read to Warby Parker for their consideration as they listen and check whether or not that was a good read. Did you even I, do did you even do the uh the, the URL? Yes, I did. Okay. I, but I, I, I but I'll hey I'll I I don't let's, give, let's give them a freebie here. Why not? Throwing a little uh, cherry on top. Warbyparker.com slash brunch. And for every pair of glasses that you get, they're going to donate a pair of glasses to someone in need. So great stuff out of Warby Parker. Great stuff out of you. I dare you to find something problematic uh, in that read. Well, I will clarify. Not all of the celebrities listed are necessarily Warby Parker clients. Right, but they would but they wear glasses. And but they wear glasses and they could they could if they were smart. If they're they, in need they'd wear Warby Parker. Depending on how their careers have gone in the two years since that Hello Giggles article was written, <laughs> perhaps they could find themselves in need of new glasses and Warby Parker would be the ones to hook it up. Because Warby Parker is terrific so thank you very much uh speaking of celebrities uh people are very excited about uh knives out and i'm like man don't hype it up if it's not going to come out till thanksgiving yeah i mean but if it's a big deal this is so i mean thanksgiving is not that far away man it's only like two months away no nah, but like i I don't know what movies I'm looking forward to other than Knives Out. I'm so excited for Knives Out. And now that everyone's saying that it's like the best movie in the world, I'm like, man, can we get that screener? We get something? In the meantime, we could see... Uh, should we see the Downton Abbey movie? Absolutely not. There, I know that like we see everything. Yeah. But there is absolutely no movie coming out this calendar year that I have less interest in seeing more than Downton Abbey. I think that we should see it because neither of us watched that show and then we can be the authority on Downton Abbey. We should see Downton Abbey the movie like five times so we know everything about that movie and not see any other Downton Abbey stuff so we could be more versed on Downton Abbey the movie than even like the average Downton Abbey viewer. The only the only way I'll commit to going to see that movie is if like we go in so hard on it that people who watch the show like get aggravated that we act like we're the Downton Abbey experts. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's why we should do it. Yeah. That, I, that, that might be enough to convince me, but I also know that this movie is going to be, I haven't looked up the runtime, but I'm assuming it's at least like three hours and it is the most stuck up movie 
in the world. It's probably exactly what I thought the favorite was going to be before seeing the favorite and realizing that it was not at all what I expected it to be. Uh, was Lily James in Downton Abbey? I don't know, but if let me tell you, if she's in it, I'm I'm in. I checked, and she's not in it, so okay. that's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> which is surprising because Lily James is the most English person in the world. I mean, her name is literally comprised of Harry. That's not her name, though. Oh, it's not. Damn. Yeah. Uh, should we see Hustlers? Absolutely. Hustlers is uh, suffering from a big uh, gap in the old Rotten Tomato audience score uh which way uh, audience score lower or higher way lower interesting yeah so people are talking about hustlers like it's the best movie in the world so i was excited and i went on rotten tomatoes to see uh what's what 88 percent on rotten tomatoes which is quite high 67 audience score oh wow that's a big gap right that- that's interesting. Uh, I uh, I've seen from people that I trust, like critics and and uh, of the like, they said that it was good. So nice. I'm I'm interested. Uh, I think that makes me more interested in this movie than I'd normally be. What knowing that a lot of people didn't like it, You're right? Well, knowing that it's like kind of polarizing. I kind of yeah. need I kind of need, need to see it now and find out where I land. Here's a movie that I definitely want to see. Have you heard of... I didn't find out about this until I was browsing Rotten Tomatoes yesterday. It's called The Death of Dick Long. Nope. Never heard of that. It is... It's about a guy who goes missing or a guy who dies and his friends try to cover it up. Uh, This is the uh, summary on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy crap. Dick is dead died last night after band practice and his bandmates Zeke and Earl don't want anybody finding out how that's too bad though. Cause news travels fast in small town, Alabama, and these guys suck at covering their tracks. The authorities haven't ID'd the body just yet, but Zeke's wife and his daughter are suspicious already. I'm in. Right? Uh, so I, I had to, I had to Google that in the middle of you doing that thing because I, thought that this was one of uh Deej's old tricks right? oh yeah something up yeah and then, and then like five minutes into it goes ha just kidding i was i made the whole thing up nope no, that, was real. that was so, real thing yeah yeah so if you want to i mean not only did the des- description sound like something that i'm interested in it's an a24 movie correct gotta be good correct uh and you look at some of the rotten tomato reviews they they sound just as intri- in- intriguing is that's an upside just read uh Al- alexia amor am amoriello uh from film inquiry wrote the death of dick long may easily be the most bizarre film of the year yeah. but it's also one of the funniest it will leave many viewers flabbergasted disturbed <laughs> and asking themselves what did i just watch that is so brunch it hurts that is that's a that's a more selling uh thing than a trailer could ever be. Yeah. Uh another one is uh Rendy Jones, amazing name, uh from Rendy Reviews, for a film with an immature title, The Death of Dick Long has to be one of the smartest and funniest comedies of the year. Wow. The movie takes a turn away from its comedic roots and becomes a more disturbing, melancholy exploration 
of masculinity. A lot of these reviews say like stuff about they they use the word characters and masculinity a lot. So I'm excited to see what the hell all that's about. All right, so this this doesn't come out until September 27th, so we've got a little bit of time. Actually, probably like what a week now. That's next week, yeah. That is next week. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely down to see this movie. Definitely sounds right? like it's right up our alley. And even if uh, even if we don't like it, there's probably going to be a lot to talk about. Here's the thing, though, we haven't heard about it at all. So I wonder, is it going to like be in big theaters, or is it going to be one of those September 27th? It opens in one nebraska theater no i bet i bet it it's gonna be in uh in kendall square at the very least kendall square gets all the a24 movies oh really yeah i know that they get like all the indie ones right off the bat but well that's well i mean even if it's not uh i just looked up uh it's available streaming october 8th oh really yeah so we can get it on like amazon prime or something I want to see that in theaters, though. I got to know what happens to to Dick Long. <laughs> to Z, no, Dick Long is dead. Right, but I got to see what I got to see what happens to Zeke and Earl because they, I mean it's very clear that they suck. Zeke at, and <laughs> Earl and Small Town Alabama are <laughs> just like it sounds like a real hoot. So I don't know. I, this uh, this description is like more succinct, but also Let's very. Let's just keep googling the death of Dick. <laughs> right? uh, this this description is more succinct, but like also very very uh, intriguing. In small town Alabama, Zeke and Earl scramble to cover up the unlikely and in most states highly illegal events that lead to their friend's death as oh. they, as they try to dodge their families, the cops, and one horrified medical examiner. What? <laughs> This movie sounds like it's going to be fucking awesome. All right. This is its Wikipedia lead, I guess. The Death of Dick Long is a 2019 black comedy drama film directed and produced by Daniel Scheinert and written by Billy Chu. Am I supposed to know who that is? No, but Chu is not spelt C-H-U. It is spelt C-H-E-W as in the word Chu. So that's why I was so shocked by that last name. I don't know if I've ever seen that last name before. Like, as in the like the verb. Uh, so I just looked up Daniel Daniel Scheinert. Daniel yeah. Scheinert is a director and actor known for Swiss Army Man 2016, The Death of Dick Long 2019, and wait for it. The music video for Turn Down for What? Yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, and DJ Snake and Lil Jon, Turn Down for What? 2014. That's wild. That music video, which was fucking awesome. It's that dude just like humping his way through like a floor and going through an apartment floor into the next floor below. Oh, like crazy shit happening. I don't remember that. I just remember videos of people on boats uh, while turned down for what played like falling off boats. Was that a meme? Was that a thing? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, There. We should get this guy on the podcast. I bet he's a real weirdo. I right, but you know what? Like a lot of people who direct music videos, like go on and they make movies. Like the guy that uh, the guy that does Heim uh, also made Phantom Thread. That's right. I forget that guy's name, but he's always uh, he'll I, he'll make a couple more movies. I he's, think he's he's up and coming. I think that he's on the rise. 
Right. He was in uh, Mrs. Himes' art class. Yes. And now he's forever <laughs> indebted to making high music videos. Um, Thomas A. Paul uh, or something. It's uh, Tom. Uh, T- Tommy Paul. Tom Paulson. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Andrew. 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 Tom. Paul. Yeah. Um, and Paul Todd. Um, what what was I going to say? Shoot. Uh, well, the guy that uh, did the 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 reason Josh Tillman was in uh friggin' um uh Hotel Artemis was because the guy who directed the night that Josh Tillman came uh, to our apartment video directed that movie and was like, I need Tillman for this one. <laughs> he, he he played he played a guy that made out with himself so bad in this music so well in this music video i made one time that i gotta put this guy in my movie uh, uh daniel Sh- daniel schneiner 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 looks like uh brett gelman's balding brother brett Ooh. gelman with male pattern baldness wait that's Brett awesome. gelman is bald too isn't he yes big time so i guess it just runs in the family big time uh uh gary goldman has a special coming out i don't know who that is he's a comedian very good he's from massachusetts i think he's from newton and uh he uh he has a special coming out maybe it's already out it's called the great depression and it's about him realizing as an adult that he's uh a depressed person and like being thankful for the the times in in which we live and that's very interesting is uh i think that like generations past would uh would be assholes about it he had a good joke in like the the promo there's a good joke he says something like everyone's worried about participation trophies and that like if you keep giving them uh if you keep giving them participation trophies how are they ever going to know what it feels like to lose and he's like there's something called life that they'll experience that will give them uh, enough so that'll be cool. That'll be neat. I had like 15 other points and things I wanted to say during that last conversation, but I've been a friggin' space case this week. I That's su- okay. I'm like, I suck. That's even all right. more than usual. But you know what doesn't suck? What? HelloFresh. Oh, my You know own. what HelloFresh is? It's HelloFresh. That is true. But it's also America's number one meal kit uh, delivery system which Ooh. delivers easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients right to your door. And being fresh isn't always a good thing. Uh, you, you want some examples? Uh, if you're fresh when you're a kid, you get in trouble. Exactly. And it's not just when you're a kid, because here are 15 celebrities who have been arrested. Uh, Shailene Woodley. Uh. HBO's Big Little Lies. She was arrested uh, for criminal trespassing in 2016. Uh, Vince Vaughn, he was arrested uh, for... Uh, he was involved in a bar fight, which is exactly what you'd expect Vince Vaughn to be arrested for. That's like that's not cool, but like that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's like the... It's never cool to be getting arrested. Well, it's, no, it's never cool to be in a bar fight, but like Vince Vaughn being in a bar fight, that's kind of cool. Uh, number 13, Robert Downey Jr., we all know what he was arrested for. Uh, Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill Gates. He was arrested. And that guy's super rich. 
So uh, 11, Jay-Z, he was also arrested. P. Diddy was arrested (laughs) after a nightclub shooting. Uh, Yes, I was going to say, we we also remember this. Army Hammer was arrested. He looks quite handsome in his mugshot. Oh, I bet he brought it in that mugshot. Oh, yeah. Uh, He looks very pleased in that mugshot. He was arrested in Texas after he was found in possession of a pot brownie and three marijuana cookies. Hey, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. <laughs> yeah, tell that to uh, what's our what's our buddy's name who was arrested in New York for smoking a joint. Who? Uh, our our actor friend from uh, Joshi. I forget his name. Oh n- no, he was. It wasn't for smoking a joint. He had like a lot of coke. Well, he, well, he was he was caught by the police. He was stopped by the police because oh, because he was. He was you're right. You're right. That's uh, Adam Paley. Adam yes. Paley? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jane Fonda was also arrested. Oh, like seemingly a million years ago because she's old now, but still looks great. Matthew McConaughey was arrested. Uh, for. It was 3 a.m. early one morning in October 1999, and a stoned, naked Matthew McConaughey was playing the bongos while dancing around outside his Austin, Texas home when a neighbor complained about the noise. Police found marijuana, and McConaughey paid a $50 fine. That is the most Matthew McConaughey reason to be arrested ever. That sounds quite fresh, Matthew. Absolutely. Shia LaBeouf, also on the list. As is Hugh Grant. I think we remember the Hugh Grant incident. Big, big deal. Uh, Michael Jackson was arrested. I don't think that'll come as a surprise. David Bowie. Gary Coleman. And for the last one, James Brown. James Brown. That's Uh the 15 fresh celebrities that have been arrested. So that's not necessarily a good example of being fresh. But a good example of being fresh is the simple, delicious ingredients that HelloFresh sends to your home. Uh, and they give you step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients, and you'll have everything you need to get down to work and create a wow-worthy dinner in the kitchen. And it all takes about 30 minutes. Minutes. So say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and takeout food because HelloFresh has you covered. Break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 20-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. There's something from every for everyone, from family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian. It's a fun menu series that'll leave you wanting more and more. So if you want to experience HelloFresh, boy, have we got a deal for you. They send us some pre-measured ingredients uh, all the time. I usually get them. DJ doesn't, but that's just the way things go. Hey, don't, hey, don't, don't, don't say stuff like that, okay? I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Please be respectful I, of... We said earlier fresh. in this episode that I'm looking a bit malnourished. So HelloFresh is also uh, big into Saving charity. Saving life. <laughs> yes, because they, they give me the, uh, the nutrients and ingredients that I need to not look like I just woke out of a 40-day slumber. So... Uh, if you want to call that hibernation in the biz, yes. If you want to uh, be able to give your personal experience like I just did, go to hellofresh.com slash brunch 80 and enter promo, enter promo code brunch 80. That'll get you $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. 80 bucks. 
That's like more than I make in a year. So HelloFresh.com slash Brunch80 and promo code Brunch80. It's like receiving eight meals free. So go do it. Be the good kind of fresh. Thank you. I don't think that that was problematic. No, I, I will say uh, I, I like where your head was at with uh, incorporating the celebrities. <laughs> I think there's a difference between <laughs> listing people who have glasses and reminding you that certain people have been arrested. <laughs> I'm just giving examples of what a bad kind of fresh is. Right. It's like, hey, do you love Shailene Woodley? <laughs> well, maybe think twice. Well, Hey, you know what? I like a lot that, of like, people all of those were like beloved celebrities. Yes. Like, a lot of those, I mean, some of those obviously were people who yeah. did like bad things, but most of those I think were um, not necessarily like misdemeanors, but yeah, like misdemeanors. It wasn't like, hey, you know who's, you know, a celebrity who's been arrested? OJ Simpson. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> I rewatched, I rewatched uh, one of the, uh, the, the Netflix Chappelle specials. Uh, shout out to Netflix. I'm mad at you because you made this deal with Dave Chappelle, but for some reason you don't have Killing Them Softly on your uh, list. Like they they have all these new Dave Chappelle ones. You would think that they would also like get the rights to Killing Them Softly and put that on there. Because I was really I really had a hankering for uh, Killing Them Softly, which is honestly, if you said that's the greatest stand up special ever, I don't think that you would be too far off that's how amazing it is but they didn't have that one so i was watching another one and he was talking about how uh like for years people are trying to uh find like uh, the, the way to take white people down and like what's like the white man's weakness and he was like they didn't know the whole time that all you gotta do is kneel during the national anthem and it will like <laughs> it'll ruin them so he was saying like the the, the ultimate way to take down white people were would be if during the Super Bowl, uh, someone sent O.J. Simpson out to the 50-yard line to kneel during the national anthem. And he was like, he was like, you'd have O.J. like hobbling out there with his bad knees. And they'd be like, what the hell is he doing? I know what he's doing. Stop him. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, man. Very funny uh, stuff. Very funny stuff. No, no fooling. Uh, how you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm powering through it. I think this is going okay. Oh man. Uh, I, I uh, one thing that I did yesterday. Uh, you had texted me a couple weeks ago asking me if I had seen Chef, and I thought that you were just saying like, "Hey, do you see the first season of Chef?" The Chef I like, Show. I was like, yeah, yeah, the Chef Show. And I was like, yeah, obviously. I didn't realize that they came out with like another volume of episodes. Oh, so I was being correct? I don't, which one did you watch? Like, what was the first one that you watched? I don't know. I was watching them. I just watched. I just like pressed play and let a bunch of them happen. Did you see I the one with uh, Seth Rogen? Yes. So the Seth, Seth Rogen is the first episode in the second volume. Okay, so there's a new volume. So, but I did not know that there was the one with the Avengers. I, I probably did when it first came out. And that was season one, right? Yes, yeah. So that was the first volume. And I just skipped past it, probably because I saw Avengers and I was like, don't care. And then I was watching them all and they were just coming on. I was like, 
oh, they got that uh, the Holland kid and uh, Robert Downey Jr. and the guy that uh, is like the president of uh, all those stupid movies. Yeah, and, Paul Feige. Yeah, I was like, man, a lot of important people. And it was very, very Kevin, good. Kevin Feige, I think. Or maybe they're... I, I forget. Paul Feige Thomas Anderson is his name, I think. Yes. But those are great. But uh, the reason I texted you about them is uh, the disdain. And it, it's not like pure hatred, but the vibe that Roy Choi gives <laughs> to John Favreau is just amazing because it's like there's clearly like an appreciation that like John Favreau has helped him and stuff, but he clearly is like, man, I wish I were doing like a smarter cooking thing without this dummy. Yeah, it's definitely like a, it's sort of like a dumb, dumb down thing. And it's also definitely not your average cooking show. I think that we've talked about this before, but like if you're trying to learn things, from the chef show it is way too fast paced and it does not explain things enough yeah they show you the ingredients in one second (laughs) yeah um but i also think that like part of that uh from from roy is just that like he is a chef and he has chef characteristics and i just think that he's like not a great people person yeah He's very, he's very like focused on the cooking and he's great at cooking. I don't think that he's necessarily like the best communicator or uh, articulator when it comes to like the TV show stuff. Yeah. But like whenever, uh, whenever they're around like somebody else, they'll get like another chef or like another, especially when they're around like other food people and John Favreau will definitely questions. He'll be like, dude, I'm so ashamed to be seen with this guy. Yeah, there's definitely uh, it's more noticeable because after you said that, I went back and I watched and I tried to spot it. And I didn't think that it was as noticeable or as like prominent as you seem to think. But with the with other food people, there's definitely uh, there's definitely like more of a connection. And and uh, obviously, uh, what's his name is like the outsider there. So. Like, and I think that that would be sort of the same in any sort of situation. Like you stick an average Joe with like two athletes, they're sort of going to be on the, on like the outer, outer edge. And they'll probably ask like a couple dumb questions that the athletes will roll their eyes at or like a couple actors and, and a regular person or whatever. So like, it's just like two people who share like this very passionate bond over something. And then this like guy who just really likes food. But like John Favreau is like no slouch. Like he's not a he's not like an accomplished chef. But like if John Favreau wanted to open up his own restaurant, he'd do fine. A, yeah, because and, like and also like John any, Favreau. If John B, Favreau had a if John Favreau had a block party, everybody'd be like, "Yo, you should fucking open up your own restaurant because this food is great." Because totally he knows what he's doing. Totally and. uh so I don't I don't know. I think that like Roy Choi sees like the that he's like John Favreau is like 75% a food person, which is like I would say the if like if like you or me if or if like you or I are like 20% food knowledge, Favreau's like 75 but Roy Choi is 100. Right. So he's I, I wonder if a part of it is that like John is like 75 
but in his mind, he thinks that he can be a chef. He's like, oh, I played a chef on, on TV or uh, on, on a movie, and I've gone through all this training, and now I got this cooking show with Roy. I, I, I know it. See, like, I, don't th- I don't think that he does that, though. I, I think that I, I'm 100% on... Uh, I'm per- 100% team John Favreau in this feud that might not exist. <laughs> I think that Favreau is, Favreau is like genuinely asking him questions and is yeah, like def- no i definitely blah think blah that, and yeah. roy is more kind of rude and snippy <laughs> back to him i definitely think that john is legitimately curious and he asked like he asked some like good questions but i i also do wonder if if like he he thinks that he knows more than he does and that that bothers Roy. I don't know. I, I generally enjoy their their relationship and how it plays out on screen. And even if it, even if Roy is a bit snippy and sort of like condescending at times, I think that's good TV. Yeah, it it is great. And as far as like the food show aspect, you're right. It's like a it's a cooking show for. It's a cooking show that knows you're not going to cook it, so they're right. not going to. They're not going to like really hold your hand through it they're like you just want to sit here and watch us make dope food and eat it right and and that's great uh check this out uh when you google the death of dick long it says people also search for uh swiss army man do you know what that movie is no but i know that it was directed by the same guy because i just looked oh right (laughs) but the second one it says people also search for is spring breakers really yeah interesting did you ever see that movie no. Ah, uh, yes, I did. I did. I oh, did. Was it brutal? It was not very good. Oh man, it looked. Uh... It wasn't as bad as ever. It, it's. I saw it years ago, so maybe it was as bad. <laughs> I didn't think that it was as bad as a lot of people made it out to be. But then again, that was a time where I wasn't watching like every movie. It was produced by Alan Reynolds. It came out November twenty third, nineteen ninety nine just in time for the holiday that only comes once a year. Damn, look at you doing your research. You're like the, uh, what's that music guy's name? Nardwar? You're the Nardwar of protein powder. I have a surprise for you right off the bat. (laughs) You're the Nardwar of protein powder, man. In hindsight, Nardwar should have played the Joker. Nardwar would have been awesome as the Joker. Although then we would have had to cancel Nardwar and it would have been very sad. Yes, that's true. When does that movie come out? Soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, October, October, maybe. Yeah. Uh, October 4th. Interesting. Well, my knee hurts very much. And I feel that uh, we've, we've done a lot of uh, stuff. We, sh- we sure have, but we need something uh, to pad the end. We oh, can't can you not just have a read at the end? No. We're not going to do anything to upset the... Uh... No. The, there's the, like, the requirement is that like, the first read comes in like the first 20% of the episode, and then like 10%. So it'll be like the second read will be in the 30%, for, for, third read in the 40%. Ah, interesting. Something like that. I don't know. Uh well, I've got a question for you. Yes. Uh, are the Jets or Giants off to a more disastrous start through week two? That's a questionable headline. Ooh, a return of questionable headlines. 
Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? That's the, the, the Roger Sherman is asking me that on the ringer. Uh, I would say that the, uh, that the jets are having a more questionable beginning because I think we all expected the giants to be here. Right. The giants were supposed to start off bad. And then, uh, Daniel Jones was supposed to take over as Eli right. gets ready for the hall of fame. Puyuke. And, uh, <laughs> So we're kind of right where we thought we'd be with the Giants. The Jets, not so much. They're on the third-string quarterback. Well, my question is, uh, I saw yesterday that that Eli says that he won't waive his trade. Uh, Correct. Which is not surprising. Which totally makes sense because he's in. he's got such a good situation. If he goes somewhere else, he has to be good. He's never had to be good for the Giants. People just love him there. They act like he's God's gift to the earth, and he loses, and he does a bad job, and they're like, yo, but you won, so thank you so much. I suppose that's true, but here, like, if there's one situation where it makes sense for him to wave, wouldn't it be the Jets? He doesn't even have to, he doesn't even have to wave. He doesn't have to, I mean, he, he doesn't even have to move. He stays exactly where he is, just shifts locker rooms, shifts uniforms, become all he has to do is be better than a third string quarterback for like a, a month a month and a half until yeah. Sam Arnold comes back so uh, well, I, I, I'll tell you I would absolutely not do that if I were him why no point because you're not you're not going to a much better team and you're not going to keep the job in a month so you're just playing for the Jets randomly for a month for no reason yeah I guess but I mean if he still wants to play football which he clearly does oh, he definitely doesn't no, he doesn't. Then why would he come back? He had a chance to walk away after this year. No, he's uh, after this season. He's got either one more year on his deal uh, after this, or so this saying that he last just year of his back deal for the money. Or, right, he's going to play out his contract to do what Roethlisberger is doing. Oh man, he died. Well, man, like that, that guy doesn't strike me at all as somebody who like just really wants to play and wants to to accomplish anything. I think that he knows that he's lucky that. He won two Super Bowls, and he's he's not going to suddenly become a good quarterback for the first time in his career. So I think that he wants to kind of just fade away. I guess. I just figured if he wanted to play football and he wanted to to start, then that would be like the most ideal situation that he could think of. Was- Yo, Colin Kaepernick, uh, Andrew Luck, what, what makes you think quarterbacks want to play football? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> We we live in a time. I guess where it's just that like quarterbacks we, don't want to play football. Well, I guess it's just that like maybe that because we live in in New England, where our quarterback just seems like he's going to want to play football until he literally can't anymore. Uh, can slasher horror story nineteen eighty four finally make the slasher genre work on the small screen? Uh, I think you mean American Horror Story slasher. What, slasher. You said slasher horror. Uh, story. Sorry. <laughs> Slash presents American Horror Story nineteen eighty four. Can it make it work, the slasher genre work on the small screen? Yeah. Yeah, because you know who already did it? Boy Meets World back in like the 90s when they had that one episode. Oh, right. The Halloween episode, which was like iconic TV. Yeah, there was a there was that run around that time where like, I think Dawson's Creek did it too, where they uh, would have like the screen people make an episode of, uh, That's what awful. was that guy, Wes Craven? Was that his name? Sure. Was he I that? I know he is. Yeah, he is like a, a, a horror guy. Right. They would just like have them make one episode. Maybe for Halloween this year, we can have uh, Wes Craven direct a horror episode of Brunch. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Although we already did the horror video, which uh, might have like all the same jokes, but we've had a few horrific episodes too. I like the idea of, of yeah, we should just make it like a very spooky episode, some Ooh. twists and turns. Spooky ain't sexy. Do you know what you're gonna be? Do you know what you're gonna be for Halloween? Uh, no idea yet. Yeah, me neither. Well, we'll think about it, and we'll also think about Gainful, Warby Parker, and HelloFresh because they brought it to us this episode.
It's a me time thing. Well, you've seen me lately. It's like, it's purely, it's other people all the time. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-
Don't ever make me drink alone again. <laughs>